Welcome to our podcast, The Why in Your Twenties. My name is Viv. And I'm Nat. We are two counselors in our mid-twenties navigating our adulthood away from our home country, exploring the why questions we encounter relating to relationships, identities, and uncertainties. So whether you're listening to our podcast while going for your walk or doing your chores, anything, welcome on board and let the journey begin. Welcome back to another episode of The Why in Your 20s. This is an exciting episode because we are doing this in response to the Men's Mental Health Awareness Week in Australia. I know there's another one that is quite popular. It's the Movember in November. (laughs) What a shock. But yeah, in Australia, that's always different. So yeah, we are doing the men's mental health this week. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, before we dive in, we had a funny incident. Oh, it's hilarious. (laughs) Before we recorded this. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I think a lot of friends share our podcast on social media. And I was telling Viv, I was like, oh, they are very supportive. I think a minute or two passed. Mm -hmm. And then you said, I feel very supportive. (laughs) I feel very supportive. Yeah, you feel very supportive. And I'm like, yeah, that's so sweet. <laughs> and I looked at her, I was like, oh, because I was wearing my, my ankle support. <laughs> after wearing my ankle support, I felt like my ankle is very supported. I feel, feel less pain after wearing it. And that's why I said, oh, I feel very supported. I think it's very wholesome when Vivi say, oh, all my friends are very supportive for our podcast. I agree with that. I don't care about your ankle. <laughs> It's very funny. It's, it's hilarious. It's, it was just a misunderstanding. Thank you everyone for supporting our podcast. It means a lot to us. And let us know if you want to give feedback for our podcast as well. I have friends that give me really actual useful feedback that we actually did some minor changes as well. So yeah, since we are talking about men's mental health today and we are both female, it feels like better to have a male representative. Yeah, so today we have our first guest of the podcast. Woo! I'm actually very excited because it's our first guest and mm. we, we actually don't know how to go about it but I'm excited. I'm excited to see how this episode is going to go yeah. and learn more about men's mental health from their perspective as well. Absolutely. I think men's mental health is something I'm always very interested in knowing more and, and you know like in our course 9% is female, 10% mm. is male so it's really rare from us to hear from a male perspective as well. So should we welcome our guest today? Yeah so John He's from Hong Kong. He studied counseling with us. Yeah, anything to add? No, not really. So, <laughs> hey everyone. Um, yeah, my name is John and I'm really happy to be here today and thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it's my first time. I'm excited, nervous at the same time. Hopefully, I will be able to add some values to the conversation. Definitely, you will. I'm sure you will. <laughs> and we're nervous too. Oh, at least for me, I am nervous as well. I don't know. I have a mixed feeling. I feel like I see myself back in two months ago where we are recording our first episode and we are so scared that we don't know what to say and I think now we are slowly moving to knowing what we are doing at least but yes but I get that anxiety from you as well can relate we can relate to yeah. it but I'm sure you'll add value to our conversation yeah. always so diving into today's content we we're talking about men's mental health so we can maybe start off sharing our experiences on having our guy friends share their struggles or their emotions with us have you ever experienced that John like your guy friends coming to you and I guess sharing their struggles sharing their emotions with you 
Yeah, sure. And not all of them do, but definitely some of them will share their struggles or how they're feeling with me. Mm. Yeah. Usually regarding towards what? Usually, so I have a lot of friends from uni. Mm. So oftentimes they they used to share, for example, their struggles around their assignments, mm-hmm. um, about classes, and also friends who would you know play video games and sports with me. Yeah. And yeah, and sometimes through that we would talk about our feelings and yeah how we doing recently to catch up mm. especially because after uni you don't get as much opportunity to meet um, each other mm. compared to when you were at uni mm. yeah. yeah so mainly they share about the stress relating to academics and more about how what ha- what's happening in their lives do you say that's cool? yeah yeah and now we we're out of uni they sometimes share about work mm. relationship mm. family as well mm. yeah they do share with male friends like some of your male friends yeah, yeah. is it something that very easy to bring up or is is it the normal conversation that will go with is emotions and feelings or is all other stuff like daily struggle I think because that's the difference between everyday struggles and you know more mental health side of emotions mm. that struggle mm-hmm. well I think fortunately I think most of my friends they are quite mentally healthy mm-hmm. so I don't have <laughs> you know <laughs> I didn't have um, a lot of them coming mm. to tell me about some really serious mental health issues that they experience and whether it's easy or not I think it, it depends on how close yeah. um, a friend and I yeah. we, we are also it depends on what time and what space we're using to have that conversation mm. so are you saying when you're like gathering with your guy friends it's mainly you know playing sport or gaming not really a quote-unquote safe space for sharing emotion yeah yeah right. I'll definitely say that I think it's it's really it'll be really awkward mm. um, especially with friends when all of a sudden just say you know can we just sit down have a quiet room and talk about this yeah. it's it's yeah <laughs> yes. um, yeah I think doing it through gaming playing mm. sports or other activities yeah I think it's easier and it's more natural to have that conversation right so do you guys go well, I'm curious I'm sure you have girlfriends as well guys friend and girls friend is there a difference when you are sharing emotions or they are sharing emotions to you I don't have a lot of female friends who would share you know their feelings or emotions with me yeah so yeah it's really hard to answer that one but for me I don't feel that much of a difference again mm. it for me it really depends on how close I am with that person yeah and trust I think is very important as well mm. if you know that person for a really long time Mm. and you have had some experience with them whether it's at uni you work on a project together yeah. or yeah whether it's other aspects of life that you, you you work with them yeah if you know that they are someone that you can trust someone that you can rely on then yeah then I'll feel comfortable sharing with them mm, that's interesting do you sh- have guy friends that share their struggles with you? most of my guy friends like they know I'm a counsellor I think that's why they do come to me and ask for my support one recently is they were talking about they don't know how to channel their anger mm. more like in a healthy way they don't really share their struggles on a daily basis but it's until the point where they can't really handle it themselves they try different ways and I think it goes back to what John said it's like the relationship that you have with them yeah. they trust you and we trust each other and you have a close relationship mm. then they will come to you and talk to you about it but I, I feel like they do like the guy friends that I have they do kind of focus on the content like the facts and less on the feelings part but it's not really focused on oh this happened and I feel this way mm. yeah yeah 
Yeah, and I think I, I really I agree with that because even though my friend, you know, we when we talk about this kind of stuff, we we do sometimes get into really deep feelings. But most of the time, at the start, it's always about the fact, always yeah. about mm. the logic, the problem. I do have guy friends that seek help from me as well. I think it's the same for me that they know I'm a counselor. They are seeking for a quick fix. They don't go straight into oh, I feel this, I feel that. But is there any strategies that can help me to fix this problem? And that's the trend that I see. But I agree with what John just said. It's about the relationship that you have with your friends. Yeah. And I think a lot of guys that approach me and ask for advice, I'm not having that deep connection as my female friends as well. So that might plays a factor when they ask for opinion. They not that they might not feel that safe to open fully open up and talk about their emotions or feelings to me instead of asking for a quick fix or like a strategies might be easier to start with. Yeah. So actually, the follow up question is that we do realize that guys, predominantly guys, do f- focus more on the logic side. Do you too feel like you would lead them to more of an emotion side and ask them how they actually feel about it, or you just go with the flow and let them focusing more on the facts? I think I would go with the flow because sometimes it's it's what they need to get get mm-hmm. out. Sometimes it's what they wanted to talk about. I think it's it won't work. Now even though for us, we know that there will be a point where we have to get into talking about the feeling, yeah. and we know that's going to be benefit beneficial. But for them, it might not be what they need mm-hmm. in that moment. So I'll definitely just let them talk about what they wanted to talk about first. Mm-hmm. And if they want to, if they feel comfortable mm-hmm. and the time and space allow it, mm-hmm. then we can have a deeper conversation. Mm-hmm. It's a very counselor, <laughs> counselor answer. I feel like. yeah. but, but I find it really interesting because you guys said your friends know you're a counselor, mm-hmm. and that's why they go and seek help from you. But I think for me, it's I don't think that's why my friend would come and talk to me about this. Mm-hmm. And actually, for me myself personally, I don't want to talk to another friend who I know is a counselor because mm-hmm. I have some friends who because. Obviously, we we do study together, so they are counselor or they are psychologists as well. Mm. But when I talk to them, sometimes I feel like they they can be psychoanalysing you. No, yeah, yeah, they can be like really clinical in a way. Mm. And it's sometimes you just want to have a comfortable, natural conversation mm. with a friend mm. rather than. With a professional. No, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I think like now that I'm more counselor friends, I do watch what I say, especially in front of counselor friends, because some of the things that I say, I know it will lead to a certain question, and sometimes I expect them to mm. ask me a question in that way yeah. because as a counselor, I know they will ask that way. Mm. But yeah, that's actually a very yeah. interesting. Can you let me to throw a little sh- story out here? Yeah, yeah. We are having a little gathering with like six counselors. Last week, and we are having a very interesting conversation about relationship. One of the person is in the hot chair, being the attention, the focus of the conversation, and then the five other counselor is <laughs> asking questions about you know your childhood, you know your family relationship. Do you think this happened because of your past history with this? Horrible. <laughs> The night that I went home, and I'm like, I I do feel sorry. Like, I feel like I don't know how to have a normal conversation anymore because 
I always go for that deep, sticking to the root problem, that kind of conversation. Yeah. But sometimes we just need to rant about stuff, and that's okay. I think the expectations change when I start becoming counselor, and I think that's what you said. We, I think I should start paying a bit more attention to what I say in a conversation as a friend. I think as a friend, I, I'm very conscious in pulling back as a counselor. Like I know as a counselor, I would say this, mm. but as a friend, I'm more straightforward and more mean, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I've I've realized that like last year, it's like if it's counselor friends, we would go just very deep, and mm. it's like we don't know how to have a co- normal conversation. Really, yeah, yeah. Moving on. But anyway, while we are preparing for this episode, we kind of find some really interesting and unfortunate statistics. According to Australia, that seventy five percent of the suicide are from males, and it's really sad to see that. Because I think a lot of people assume, you know, females struggling with mental health, and we see from, you know, I work in a clinic where we have twelve clinicians, and out of twelve, maybe only two are male. So maybe sometimes male don't really able to get that support as well. But maybe we can explore what are some obstacles for sharing emotions with male friends. Or just sharing in general. Yeah, for male in general. Do you see any obstacles for yourself or like for your male friends? Yeah, I can definitely see some obstacles. Might not have happened in with my friends or mm. in my own case, but I think especially before studying counseling, I didn't used to share a lot of my feelings. So when I look back, I think some of the obstacles it worries about the consequences of you sharing. So mm. sometimes you you know you might be upset and you want to share that with someone, but at the same time you're scared. Of how other people would see you, mm. they might, mm. for example, they might see you as a weak person. Mm. And where that concept of sharing emotion this week come from? You reckon? <laughs> <laughs> What do you love? I'm just curious. <laughs> I think the counselor mode is on now. <laughs> But, yeah, you want to answer that? <laughs> I I think it's different for um for everyone. Yes. Uh, for me, I think that I don't have this thought anymore. But when I reflect on it, I think it'll be because of I used to live in a boarding house. Yeah,、mm. I used to study in a boarding school,、mm. and in a boarding house,、um, you know, I live with other male students, and no one actually come up to me and say, you know, if you share your week, no one actually said that.、Mm. But I'm just myself. I am scared of that because no one else share. No one else shared、mm. their feeling with me. So if I share, am I the not normal, not normal、mm. one? And especially when you come from another country and you live in a boarding house, you you have worries about you know other people picking on you, being mm. bullied, mm. and I always had that sense of having to be strong and brave,、mm. yeah, in order to fit in. That's really interesting. Yeah, because they don't have to outright tell you that、yeah. being strong means you can share feelings,、mm-hmm. but it's what you observe from other people and their behavior、mm. from the guys that were in your boarding school、yeah. that you kind of got that. Oh, right, I am a strong. I, I have to be a strong man, and in order to do that, I can't share、mm. to protect yourself. Plus, you feel like it's abnormal to share because no one are doing it. Yeah, exactly.、Mm. And and also another thing because you might notice from your experience at school or high school, usually the people who are more popular, who are more welcomed, they are the funny one. They are the、mm. one that have sense of humor. Yeah. And a a lot of time, I think there's a very famous saying that you know the ones who seems the happiest are usually the one that actually quite upset、yeah. inside.、Yeah. And so for me, when I have that sense of having to fit in, having to be funny, having to be strong and brave, I have to act like I am brave.、Mm. I am strong. 
And so I, uh, a lot of time I, I, I didn't share. Mm, yeah. Wow. I can 100%, 200% relate. <laughs> relate to... I, I think I agree with you. Like the, the people that carries a big smile, laugh funny all the time, indeed they can be emotionally struggling. And I think that's one of my characteristics back in high school as well, that I'm happy, laughing all the time. I have to praise this laugh ever. But then I also have another side indeed that I, I did try sharing, but then it feels uncool. Mm. Like it's not cool that you... I used to wrote those little quotes like one step at a time, like in Cantonese, and then it's so cliche. It's so... People are like, oh, why are you writing this on your diary is you know but I'm I think at that moment I'm trying to keep in touch with my emotions that I didn't know at that time it's just a little motivation a little of emotion support every time I look in my diary but then people judge what I do and then because you want to be cool you want to fit in that you stop mm. doing it and I think that's a trend in high school where at least in Hong Kong I, I don't know if it's the same for you guys international school or you study anywhere for me studying Hong Kong no one talk about emotions I know things might change it's been more than eight years now but at the time no one talk about emotions you so you feel like you shouldn't talk about it and i think that's carry on to adulthood especially for male because you guys don't even when compared to female in general that you talk less about emotions as well yeah yeah trying to fit in or being cool or popular i think this aspect it's not only for males but at the same time it's i feel some particular obstacles especially for men is more about the society where you have to be especially for men there's like a not even unsaid I think it's a very sad mm. thing where the society put pressure on guys to act a certain way mm. um, you can't do this you can't do that you can only do this it's an unspoken um, rule I think it's because there's expectations and mm. what men learn from people around them or learn from their own experience mm. and then also the expectation. I think it will take quite some time to change that. Yeah. And it will be the efforts of, from, you know, different people, not just the men who are struggling. I think that's why we're doing this episode today. We are trying to normalize men being vulnerable mm. and it's okay to share about feelings as well. That being said, I'm curious, when's your last time you cried? Oh, I knew this was coming. <laughs> Um, so uh, actually it wasn't too long ago. So it was just a few weeks ago when I, I came back to Australia after spending two months holiday at home in Hong Kong. And so I think I was feeling really homesick and almost depressed, mm. I, would, I would say. Because um, I just found it really difficult to adjust. Also dealing with stress from work because I'm only just starting work here. Mm. And then dealing with like the title you had it on in on your your yeah, on your title, dealing with uncertainties. Mm, so it's a, you're overwhelmed by the uncertainty once you came back because in Hong Kong, it's your home, you feel safe, yep. kind of stress-free, temporary. Yep. But then once yep. you came back, it's more the reality of uncertainty and you kind of miss home because that we all experience that is, and we know it's a struggle to study overseas. Now you're working as well. That's another level on top of it. So mm. yeah, that must be hard. So you have that breakdown. Is it in your place? Or you're seeing someone yeah so I was at home it was actually two in the morning mm. and I couldn't I couldn't get to sleep and the best time to cry honestly I know <laughs> <laughs> <At> 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
And so I, I I can't even remember what I was doing, but I might have been looking and looking at Instagram or whatever mm. just to distract myself. And I mm. I saw a really close friend of mine was online. I just I reached out to him and say I couldn't sleep. Can we can I can I call you? Can we have a talk? Yeah. Wow. And and then so he said yeah, it's cool because fortunately Hong Kong is two two hours mm. behind. Yeah. So it wasn't too late for him. Mm. Is it normal that you would reach out to friends online? Yeah, yeah. Because especially now that I'm overseas, a lot of my friends are back home in Hong Kong. Mm. So, like I said, I, I prefer, and I'm sure a lot of people would as well. We prefer talking to someone who you know for mm. a long time, who you know you can trust, and I that friend's definitely like the right person to to talk to mm. for me. So you feel safe yeah. to share with him. Yeah, and it wasn't the first time. So right. Yeah, mm. I know that I can have this kind of conversation with him. Mm. And we can do it like you said naturally. And did you cry in front of him, or you cry and then you reach out to him afterwards? I think I cried in front of him um, when I couldn't get to sleep at two in the morning. It was more like I had a lot of thoughts. Mm. I was ruminating about a lot of things, and it wasn't until when I had that talk, that chat with him, that I was able to verbalize all those thoughts, mm. and then it started to get into me. Yeah. So that's when I cried. Mm. I think it's very healthy, like verbalizing your emotions and rambling instead of going inside your head and going to that rabbit hole that we always mention in the podcast. That's really helpful. Yeah. How did you feel when you were crying in front of him? I, I it, it wasn't awkward or anything. I felt really normal. I felt like you no, know, it's something. I didn't. I didn't think too much about mm. it. I just cried because it was how I felt in the moment. Mm. And the way he took it as well, he didn't sound like he was surprised mm. or he didn't sound like he was confused. He just took it like he expected me to cry almost. It must be you had a good experience with him sharing your emotions that you feel both of you feel trusted and know what to expect and feel like it's yep. normal. Then yep. normal that instead of freaking out and not knowing what to say, both of you kind of know how to deal with it. Yeah, and and he has shared his emotions and mm. feelings, struggled with me yeah. in the. Past as mm. well. So the fact that I know, maybe you know, in the back of my mind, the fact that I know that he has shared mm. his feeling with me before, mm. it's something that I can do mm. with him. As well. This is such a healthy friendship. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I'm, I'm very glad you have that have that safe environment for you to do so. Like you with him and him him with you as well. Yep. Able to have a healthy relationship where you can actually verbalize being safe enough and mm. respectful enough to actually share your. Most inner thoughts. And he did it so well because, again, even though mm. at the beginning I was giving him all the facts as well, you know mm. what I was struggling, why, why mm. am I worried about yeah. this? Mm. How bad this place is compared to home, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> 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 yep, and he listened yeah. to it. And I think what was really important was he accepted how I felt. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't trying to correct me. He wasn't trying to solve the problem straight mm-hmm. away. And then eventually, and I started crying. Then we got to talk about how I was mm-hmm. feeling. That's such a supportive friend and such a good listener. Yeah, shout out to that friend who are listening. <laughs> you want to thank him? I hope he's not listening. To this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're being a good bro. <laughs> I think it's very hard to find that friend or find another person you feel very comfortable just sharing your thoughts, sharing your emotions, and be able to let yourself go and cry in front of another person. And not even like for men, like for myself. Yeah. As a female, I wouldn't be as confident as you that I would say I have a friend that I can call at 2 a.m. and it's 12 a.m. in Hong Kong that they will pick <laughs> it up and I can cry and talk about my emotions. Yeah. I doubt about it. Mm. So yeah. yeah. Kudos to your friend. 
friend. <laughs> anyway, I think I was kind of shocked from your response as well, John. That I would expect, you know, men are more close up that they don't really openly share, and even doing quote unquote better than female, I would say. But yeah, I do think even though I acknowledge about sharing emotions is normal for men, I'm fully guilty that I still have some stigma, societal stigma around men tend to talk about facts and they don't really go into that deep, deep conversation. But as what John just said, it's more about the relationship that you have with that friend. So I'm curious, do you feel pressure to behave in a certain way because the society think men have to be the masculinity, you need to man up, you need to be strong. Do you feel you have to act certain way or do you used to and now feel different? Yeah, so I, I do really agree with you that I might be the lucky one here when it comes to oh, talking you know, about mental you health. It. You work but... <laughs> well with your friendship. We're not lucky. We don't talk about lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I do understand. I do notice that a lot of men they find it difficult to to do that, to mm. talk about this kind of stuff. And as a male, I do feel pressure to behave in certain ways. One of the examples was like what I said a few moments ago when I was living in a boarding house when it, mm. it was all male in the place where I was living. I, I feel pressure to to be strong and brave, especially when it's in Australia. Everyone it's bigger than me. I feel like I have to lift up to their their, their standard in order mm. to for me to feel safe for me to. Feel not being bullied yeah yeah and apart from that i think for my family for mm-hmm. my parents they are quite strict they are not strict in the way that they would like beat me up for you know schoolwork and stuff they don't do that but they never talk about how they feel they never ask how i feel mm-hmm. at school and a lot of the the, the conversations and the question they would ask it's was mainly about schoolwork what did you get in your exam and mm. how did you find that class so I guess even though they didn't come up to me and say right we can't talk about feelings they didn't say that but because they didn't they never talk about it themselves and they never mm. asked me to talk about it mm. this was never in in my mind it was never in in my life that I felt like this is something that I need to talk about I didn't have that sense and since when it changed like obviously now you're more open to it what happened I think the biggest change be when I started studying in this field. I think I, I was forced to listen to other people share <laughs> and I was kind of forced to share my own as well. In, in I'm sure you guys can relate, you know, in, yeah. in our yeah. practice, in yeah, yeah and, and in, in, in classes, in tutorials. Mm. So I kind of got used to it. Apart from that, I think if I have to think back when I was at high school, now even though I said I felt like I had to be brave, be strong, I think there was one moment where I felt like I couldn't hold it anymore. Mm. And it was when my cat passed away from when I was in grade eight. So it was the first time I came across, you know, death, pet passing away. And because I wasn't at home mm. and also with my parents so I couldn't talk to anyone about this you know who would understand how I felt you know, even though I tried really hard to not cry in front of my roommates mm. I couldn't there was a point where, where I found out I couldn't you know, I didn't immediately for no oh, I have to start sharing my feelings now yeah but I think it was a point where I where it changed yeah Right. So it's that moment you realize you cannot live up to the society standard anymore that even though I'm just making assumption out here, you can correct me if that's wrong, that you know you need to hold up your teeth but mentally you cannot. It's mm. not something that logically you can control. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was up, up to a point where I yeah felt like I can't hold it anymore. Mm. And I think that's that's very true for a lot of men nowadays. Well, it's some of them they do get help, but mm. they only get help when they 
are in that really serious yeah. mm, tough well. moment yeah whereas if they have gone help a bit earlier they would receive helps or support from other even if it's not professional from from a friend it'll be a lot better for them I do realize the trend either from my guy friends or male clients that I'm seeing is always a crisis moment that they their bucket is empty mm. they have nothing left that they need to seek help but I'm just curious what did you do at that moment when you're a grade eight and your cat passed away you're not at home that's terrible just like just the worst thing that you can experience when your pet passed away and you're not there so I remember telling a friend telling a roommate about this and my English wasn't like it was really bad back then mm. and all I could say was my cat died mm. you know and and I remember I, well, I can't remember what exactly that person said to me after mm. that but I remember you know other roommates making fun of it making fun of me oh. well, now I haven't said that I know that they didn't mean anything horrible and I think it was it was that they didn't know how to deal with it no one probably ever told them anything like mm. that before and so they didn't know how to deal with it at that time my English wasn't good so mm. it was funny when I said it <laughs> and mm. so and to be honest it kind of helped a little bit in, in that mm. moment because I was really upset I was mm. kind of angry or whatever I was feeling back mm. then and the fact that they took it very easily it helped me to calm down a bit wow that's a really positive takeaway of that but I do agree I think again making assumption here that maybe your friend don't know how to deal with this huge emotion mm. of grief that they use joke and laugh as a way to cope yeah. or you know we we all been a kid before we've been childish we've been a horrible human being at least speaking of myself um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of surprised that you feel it helped you in a certain way but I'm sorry to hear that that's such a if I were you it's such a terrible first experience of sharing emotions and that's the response that you get yeah yeah but also I so I, I see it as a great learning experience as well because like I said it did change my view on feelings or emotions mm. I actually agree I do have a tough experience back in high school around mental health I think at that moment no doubt it's like a terrible horrible experience but now looking back I'm really thankful that that happened that built up the resilience that I have now and lead me to this career which is amazing is that the same for you that leads to counseling or is it something else or is it coincidence oh no, no. <laughs> obviously I'm a consumption here <laughs> But yeah, I think we talk a lot about, you know, society expectations, the obstacle, and we briefly touch on how you cope with emotions as well, like talking with friends. What are the things that you would do as a man or as a human being? I don't know if I should generalize at this moment now, but how do you cope with your emotions? Definitely talk to a friend if mm. you have a friend that you can trust. And if that friend is not available, I would say it's, it's different to everyone, but mm. do something that you enjoy. For me, it will be either playing a sport or watching a movie. Because mm. for me, what I found is when I'm you playing sport, your your brain is just focused on how to play, and mm. there's no space for you to think about this is sad stuff. Yeah. And I would say swimming, especially okay. because w when you're swimming, there's no space. I, I think people who swim can relate to this. Um, you don't think about other stuff when you're swimming. You're um, thinking not to drown. Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> <laughs> if you're not a good swimmer, if you're not good. Not a good <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I think I see I've heard, you know, coping 
strategies have two different dynamic. One is distraction, and one is digesting your emotions. Mm-hmm. I, I I think there's a different word for digesting, but you get the gist of it. And I guess it's very helpful to have both. There's mm-hmm. no good and bad. Sometimes you need distractions for say you know swimming, exercising, but sometimes you also need actual dealing with your emotions for say you talk to your friends, people that you trust. That's very helpful. I think is there anything that you would tell to the males out there where they find it very challenging in sharing their emotions or their struggles? So I think what I would say to men who are struggling. So I mean, if, if you're listening, I think it would be really great to try to work out a friend who you feel are supportive, who you know well, who you feel comfortable with, and who you can trust and rely on. So if you know, you, if you ask yourself that questions and you can't find anyone, it would be great to 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 try to have someone. Like that, in case you need them, mm-hmm. and to also understand that you know seeking help doesn't mean being weak, and then also you know being strong doesn't mean you can't seek help. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some from some of the experience I share from myself, you know, I have experienced a lot of. From everyone, we all experience some sadness or depressed moment in mm-hmm. in our lives. So it would be great if we can learn from those experience and to understand that it's it's normal mm-hmm. to sometimes we feel upset and it's completely okay to seek help for. Other people, I think, when you're talking to male or actually to to anyone who is struggling, but yeah, we're especially talking about our men. So I would say, don't pressure or don't don't rush them. Give them the time and space to let them talk about what they wanted to talk about, because we all know how important it is to have someone who will listen to you when you have have something to say. You only that need that one experience that you feel trust sharing your emotion. That only that leads to more in the future that you're willing to share your emotions. Yeah, and I think finally, don't feel like you you have a conversation when you're talking about feeling. It needs to be it needs to be very formal, or it needs to mm. be like you know, let's sit in a room and, and talk. Mm. It doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. You know, feel free to find your own way, mm. your own ways to to talk about this feeling. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, like I said, for me, it might be while we're playing computer game, while yeah. we're mm. waiting for the Wi-Fi to connect. You know, <laughs> that can be a start, um, yes. and that will help us leads into actually talking about it. I think that's a very beautiful way to summarize this episode that you know sharing emotions and seeking help makes you human what's wrong is the society think that's not normal or thinks men being vulnerable is weak and i absolutely agree with what you just said from a female perspective as well it's not just men to men conversation but men to female conversation don't expect your way of sharing emotions as the same as what others share their emotions to you. What I prefer, deep, meaningful conversation might not be what that person needs at that moment. Mm. So be in that space, go with the flow, no expectation. I think that's very important as well. And if you don't have anyone to share, you can men's line in Australia. The number is one three zero zero eight nine one seven eight. Seek help if needed. So yes, well, thank you so much, John, for joining our podcast today. Thank you for being our first guest. Thank you for being so vulnerable in front of the audience as well. Yeah. And being patient with us as well. Yes. <laughs> I we the audience can't see it, but we are literally sitting on the floor speaking to one computer. That's not the best way to treat our guests, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure 
know the future guests will be better in having microphone if we able to invest one but we're still looking into it anyway yeah. and we look forward to you coming back again yeah. and we have a lot more stuff like equipment wise and everything the quality itself be better and there's so much more questions or topics that yeah. i want to cover as well we can maybe invite you again in november and do another men's november that's a while later <laughs> <laughs> Or if you have other thing want to share, definitely happy to have you again. That definitely adds a lot of values to our conversation. And if the audience like having guests as well, let us know. We might invite more guests in the future. So yeah, I hope you guys have a great week. Know that you allow yourself to have that kindness and be with what you're facing at the moment. If you like our podcast, you can follow us on our Instagram. Our Instagram handle is the Why in Your Twenties Stop Podcast. And if you want to give us some feedback, if you feel relate to this podcast or you have some suggestion, you can comment down below on Spotify. There's a question box that you can leave feedback for us. Okay, see you again next Wednesday. Have a good week. I have a brain freeze. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.